Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching, and welcome to an interview that Amanda and I did with a very funny teacher. If you are not already following Gaspar Randazzo, on the interwebs. Follow him on Instagram, follow him on TikTok. He will just delight you and bring some joy to your day. And he certainly brought some joy to our day when we had our interview conversation with him. This interview went on for over an hour. So we're going to have to do an extended episode because the three of us just got chit-chatting and then telling stories. And then like he fit right in with us and our long-windedness because I think it's just, you know, teachers in the humanities, like we get like that. Um, But hearing his take on classroom happenings and just chatting with him about the teacher world, it's very interesting, right? Especially coming from like, he's a history teacher, a social science teacher. He teaches in New York. And then he also goes out on the road as a stand-up comic. And I mean, to me, those two things are very much one and the same. Like I've always talked about my own classroom as like workshopping my stand-up routine. And so he's like actually done it, right? And so I had the uh, opportunity and pleasure actually to go and watch him watch Gasper do stand up when he was in San Diego over this past summer. And I get kind of skeptical in these types of shows because I think I hype myself up so much that I'm like, oh, it's going to be so great. And then I'm always let down. I absolutely was not let down by Gasper. Like he's a very, very talented storyteller. And you can tell that he just knows what he's doing. But also he just brings so much of his own personality. As you'll hear in the episode in the interview, he brings his own personality to everything that he does. And he just is who he is. And that absolutely shines through both in just talking to him and in watching him perform. Yeah. So Amanda and I got to sit down and chat with him about all sorts of different things. I also want to mention right now, if you are able to go to one of Gasper's shows, I highly, highly suggest it. On Instagram, he just announced, I want to say, as I'm recording this in the last few days, a new tour. So if you go to gasperrandazzo.com, which we will have linked in the show notes, you can get tickets to his tours. He's going and he's like all over the country. He's coming back to San Diego uh, next March 2024. But he is in a lot of different places, especially on the East Coast between like now September, October, and even December of 2023, and then comes a little bit farther out west starting in February and March. And so be on the lookout for that. If you can get yourself tickets, I think you should absolutely go. But for now, please enjoy our interview with Gaspar Randazzo, social science teacher extraordinaire and stand-up comic. And I have to say before I let you go into this, everybody, that I think my favorite, my favorite video he is 
ever done that I have seen is the one <laughs> might have been my first video that I ever saw of him. And it's definitely on his TikTok and his Instagram where one of his kiddos is pretty little and is like asleep on the couch, like open mouthed. And he leans down and he's pretending to be an administrator. And he's like whispering questions into his kid's ear about rigor and engagement in the classroom. And I don't, it absolutely makes me crack up every single time that I see it. So if I can find it, I'll make sure that we have that linked in the show notes. But otherwise, I would love for you to sit back, relax, and giggle your little pants off as you listen to our interview with Gaspar Randazzo. And uh, yeah, enjoy. But first, cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching Happy Hour, your extra helping of the Brave New Teaching Podcast. We're here to be the teacher group chat that supports you both during the school day and after school gets out. We are the coworkers you can't sit next to or make eye contact with during a staff meeting and who you have lingering conversations with on the way out to the parking lot. We're glad you're here. So cheers and enjoy the show. So excited to welcome to the podcast today a uh, wonderful teacher, and you probably know him more as a comedian through the TikToks and the Instagrams, and I was lucky enough to see him on stage. Welcome, Gaspar Randazzo to the BNT podcast. Hello. Welcome. Hi, guys. How's everything? Oh, you know, a little wonky, but good. How are you? We've already been talking for an hour, so. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I guess I already know the answer to how you guys are doing. I've had to move my computer three times to get internet access. You know, it's great. It's super. Yeah, it's great. We love, okay. we love technology. It's so cool. Listen, this is, uh, I, we're all on different time zones too. So you're in like, you're, you're eating breakfast, you're having brunch and I'm already like ordering dinner. So this is perfect. It's true. Delicious. It's true. I know. And I was up at like five o'clock this morning. Like, okay, I'm going to be up. I'm going to be like a person. Yeah. I'll be able to do the words and the talks. And then now I'm, we've had to restart this like four times because I can't. Oh, that's all right. I've been up also since five o'clock because my daughter started this new thing where she sleeps in our bed every night. She- oh, that's no. cute. It's a, so it's adorable, but she starts in her own room. And then like uh-huh. around two, three, she shows up with all her dolls. Yep. And she climbs in and then she's like, but, and then she did a, but daddy, because I picked her up to bring her uh-huh. in her room. She goes, but don't you love cuddling with me? And I was <laughs> Not like, really? Oh, no, I do it's though. Crap. She knows. She knows. She's got me wrapped. Uh huh. She's, she's not like, dumb. And she did the, she's like, but don't you love cuddling with me? And made the face. And I was like, what's one more night? <laughs> well, what's one How more old night? is she? 17. Three. Yeah. She's <laughs> three. An adult, yeah. She's, uh, she's three. And, uh, and then my wife's like to my son, why don't you come lay with us? He's six. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm in my own bed. Yeah. He's like, bye bye now. So my daughter is seven and my son just turned 10. And last night, my daughter, well, she's now done it three nights in a row where she is having a nightmare. You know how they just kind of like go through bouts like that. She, she's been kind of like afraid like she'll come into my room on my side of the bed like that's the doorway side and so she's afraid to go around to like even the foot of the bed or the other side like just to get in and she has been vaulting over me and like normally she just lands like right on my stomach and I go and then I wake up but last night she just cleared me like I don't even know how she did she's tall like we're tall people but she just all of a sudden there's a bounce next to me and I was like what the hell (laughs) how did you get here and she didn't say anything just turned over and went to sleep and I was like Oh, okay. well, you know what? So like my son's in camp now and, uh, you know, for the summer 
And he came home yesterday for the first time. And he's like, dad, dad, I got to tell you something. He's like, you'll never believe this. He's like, I'm like, I probably won't because it's probably not going to be true. Yeah, it's probably going to be false. He's like, he's like, this kid at camp told me that he was up at three in the morning. And if you're up at three in the morning and you play Roblox, a monster comes to your house and he's cursed now. And I'm like, yeah, it's not true though, baby. And he's like, no, it's true. This kid told me. And I was like, yes, baby. But like, cause he's still in the mindset that like no one will ever lie. Yeah. And so the internet like, no, is all true. Like, yeah. And I was like, but it's not true. And he's like, no, but dad, he told me he's cursed. And then, so when we went home, we were like playing, we were like playing with balloons. I don't know. I bought like a balloon blower upper and I just Uh blew up like a thousand balloons and let them fly around the house to pass the time. And my son's like, dad, it's not three in the morning. Right. And I was like, no, it's 3 PM. Okay. And then like at like seven o'clock, he was wanted to play Roblox before bed. And he goes, wait, it's not 3 a.m., right? And I was like, no, it's not. You You need to learn time. I was like, you're never up at 3 a.m. Yeah. And he's like, but what if I wake up at 3 a.m.? I was like, you're not going to play Roblox. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but what if a monster comes? I'm like, you're not. There's No, uh, just stop. Just They just get stop. stuck in a loop. Stuck yeah, in a like, loop. It's so hard to shake him out of morning, it. morning, like, he was like looking around like for a monster. And I was like, oh, this is like your... And now, of course, my daughter picked up on it. So she's like, wait, yeah. there's monsters? We're going to have to sleep in your bed again. Yeah. We're going to have to make this a habit. Yeah. yeah. And I wish I could be like, oh, by the way, everybody, it totally stopped. It just keeps... Sometimes the 10-year-old is like, oh, I'm going to need to come in here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I can make a nest on the floor. I just need to be close. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, and yes. that's what I was telling my daughter too. I was like, "Don't you don't want to lay here? There's no room." And she goes, "But I could go to the end of the bed, like a dog." Like, oh, <laughs> There's always a reason. There's always like a puppy. Something. She's yeah. actually not wrong there. Right, right. She's probably pretty small. Three. Yeah, very small. Thirty-two yeah. pounds. I mean, we tiny little one. Put her in. All right. <laughs> Let's get. I mean, I could talk about parenting all day. Unfortunately, because those are you know. It's what really like plagues us during the summer, especially as we're recording this. But I think that the people are here to hear a little bit more about teaching and teacher related things. So will you please introduce yourself, Gasper, in your own words? Because we gave a little intro, right? But like, basically, what is your I hate when I say this, but I say it every time. What is your teaching journey? And like, what brought you to where you are today? I know that was gross, wasn't it? All right. Uh, my name is Gasper. What brought me here? Uh, let's see. I was supposed to be a professional football player, but then I stopped growing in eighth grade. So here sure. I am. So it didn't happen <laughs> to be a Come football on. player. So, so wait, I now, have to already pause you. Who who was who said you were supposed to be, or like you wanted to be, or like? Oh, I want. That was my, oh, okay. my journey. Got it. Like, that I was, was like really good at football. When everyone was the same size, I was really good at football. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then everyone started getting bigger. <laughs> and you're like, me. oh, no. I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure, damn. Sure, sure damn. not going to uh, happen. Yeah. Uh, so then I went to – so I actually went to college. So I, I went to college for business. I was supposed to be a business person. I love business, right? And I was all into it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a business major. So I actually went to college and I did a study abroad in China. And to do international business. And when I was in China, I can't, I learned no Chinese at all. I learned literally nothing. I came home from China 
And I took Chinese when I was in China, but I learned nothing. So then when I got home, they were like, oh, we're going to put you in Chinese level two. I was like, what the hell? So I learned, I just, my hand, I was like, I don't understand this. The lady's like, I was like, I don't understand that. She's like, I'm like, not sure what that means. So finally she's like, yeah, get out of my class. So I went, took sign language because when I went to explain to the people that I was like, oh, I can't be in this class. I, I, you know, I don't know Chinese. I was moving my hands. They were like, oh, you're Italian, right? You talk with your hands. And I was like, yeah. I thought they were going to put me in Italian. They put me in sign language. So I started taking- That's really funny. Language. I did sign language, was loving it. I was really good at it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go the route and become an interpreter. So I actually double majored in, I, I was a sign language major. I went, I became an interpreter. I went through all the certification process. And while I was doing that, I was like, oh, let me get a teaching degree as well. So I could have like a teaching degree and a sign language degree, never know where sure. life will take me. And then so I, I got out of college and I was interpreting, but I had a teaching degree. There was a hiring freeze in New York City, but I was like, let me see if I could get into a school as a history teacher because that was what my degree was in. So I put my resume everywhere and everyone's like, freeze, there's a freeze, there's a freeze. But one of these principals saw that I had sign language degree. And she's like, hey, would we be able to do teach that as a language? So I was like, yeah, it's a language. So I started teaching sign language as a language in a school because they were able to do like specials, like to lift out, to get uh-huh. around free if it was like a special so that counted. So I taught sign language and uh, I taught it for two years. And finally I was like, listen, like for tenure and for like longevity, like I need to teach like a subject that's not going anywhere. Like sign language was an elective. That was always like a bubble thing. Yeah. So I was like, I need a history job. So I got a job teaching history in another school and I've been teaching history for the last 10 years. It's my 13th year of teaching. And, uh, you know, am I a good teacher? Uh, you know, depends. I, depends listen, you I think that's honest. I, I, think I, bet, that humble. I bet you are, right? Because I, like, so this is the thing. Yeah. No, no. Well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like the self-deprecating, because I get the same way sometimes. Well, not anymore. Not since, honestly, since we started this podcast. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm a damn good teacher. And I know why. And I also know what I'm really bad at. <laughs> And that's like a lot of things. I just don't talk about the stuff I'm bad at. You know what I mean? But like, I bet, especially knowing you and like seeing you interact with even a crowd of adults, like seeing you on stage, I'm like, well, you can handle a classroom. And if you can handle a classroom, 75% of the battle is won, right? Like, I I say classroom management is 90% of teaching. Totally. All the time. For me, so I know my strengths and I know my weakness. I teach rough classes. So. I know that my strength is being able to connect with them, being able to be a human with them. Yeah. Uh, my weakness is, you know, like academics, <laughs> you know, teaching them, you know, like I'm not, I'm not one to be like, okay, we're going to sit and write an essay now and I'm going to sit with you and we're going to do line by line. Like, I don't like doing that. I'm really good at content. I know the content. I'm good at telling them the content, but like, you know, as far as like sitting and writing it all down, I- I'm not all about that because my big thing is I'd rather you, I tell the kids on the first day of school, I don't really, I, your yes, grades are important. Sure. I'd rather you be a good person in this room and leave this room a good person than leave it a scholar. Sure. You're going to learn, but I always tell them, I go, if you're an 80 student, but like, you're really nice, I'll give you a 90 on the report card. I don't care. Grades are fake. <laughs> So it well, doesn't matter to me. And I tell them this and I say, and if you're a 90 student and you're kind of an a-hole, 
I'm going to bump you down to an 80 and I'll find ways to do it. And I said, because at the end of the day, like tests are only going to get you so far in life. Like being a good person is where, where it's going to get you further in life than any academic stuff. So I'd rather them leave good people. And like, I'm sure my school doesn't love that. I tell the kids that. And that you tell the internet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like I'd rather, it's more important to be a good person than to have a hundred average in social studies freshman year. I mean, that's the reality. Well, listen, so this is like, you know, as much as we have, and we'll definitely talk about this today, there are 99 problems with public education right now. But like, what is not one is the fact that I love, I love the variety of teachers that any one human gets to have. Like that is to me, like the most beautiful part of teaching in a high school is like, I know Gasper down the hall is going to connect with every single one of those kids. And then when they come to my room, it's going to be business time. And between the two of us, we're going to, they're covered. We're going to take care of it. And like, that's that's why we love this podcast. And like every personality like has a place in the building. And I think that's awesome. And, And it's more important, I think, to know it and own it than to pretend yeah. <laughs> like there's something else going on. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like my school is very aware. Like they know, I mean, they've observed <laughs> me. Like they know, like the kids love me. I have a good time with them, but like, I'm not teaching scholars, uh, you know, like that's not my forte and it's not for everybody. And the scholars teacher doesn't know the kids. Like I know them. So right. like we're in different boats, you know, like, and we're, all the kids are getting something. <laughs> And you might even be bridging kids too, you know, kids who you might be bringing kids out of a place where they didn't even think it was possible. And then maybe after they leave you, they feel closer and more like more able to access more academia than maybe before. And maybe not, but you know, maybe not, maybe not. It's okay. You know, it's so funny. Last night I was uh, not last night, last week I was doing a show in Philly and a girl. And so I was making fun of something and I was talking about something and this girl goes, yeah, that's true. So I just was like, oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, because right. you, you were in my room. And no, I said something about myself as a teacher. And she goes, I was, I was your student. I go, <gasps> what? I go, how old are you? And she goes, 23. I go, you're not supposed to be here. I was like, you're still 13. And Aww. she had me 10 years ago. And she yeah. was like, but it was so cool. And she's like, I saw your name on the marquee. And I was like, no way. Is that my old teacher? Then I looked it up and she's like, sure enough, there you are. But it was cool. And she was like, she's like, yeah, we all loved you. And then like, she took out a picture in her phone of me with her class 10 years ago. It was just like funny, you know? And she's like, yeah, like, it's so cool. I was like, how's your mom? Right. Like, I was just like on stage. I'm like, so how's the family? Everyone's good. She's like, yeah, we're all good. Thanks for asking. But it was cool. But like to still have, you know, like if I saw that my teacher from 10 years ago was doing something, I could care less. If I didn't like them, I wouldn't go spend money, but go to a comedy club by myself to watch. Like it was so sweet, you know? It is. I think that actually is perfect. I I really did want to ask you about, so we know you've taught for all these times, all these years. All these years. She called you her years. old teacher. How does that make you I feel? Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt okay, cool. But then you became <laughs> a performer. No, it's How cool. did that happen? Yeah. Like, what was, what was the process then of like moving from classroom performer to marquee <laughs> headline, headlining performer? Like, what was that about? Like, how did that even go? Um, so teaching, you know, has prepped me to be in front of people my whole life, you know, sure, as you we right? all know. So it was like. The transition wasn't as like scary as like, oh my God, you have to stand in front of new people and meet them. Like we do that every year. I meet 150 people every single year. 
And right. I stand there and it's even more nerve wracking because it's like, damn, if I suck, like I'm going to be with these kids all year. Like, at least <laughs> if I suck in comedy, like I just never see them again and they unfollow me on Instagram or whatever. But uh, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I always wanted to get into like acting and all that stuff. And I always did little things in like 2017. My son was born that year. So in like 2017, I was an extra in this zombie movie. That's not good. And um, it went like straight to like VHS, not even DVD. VHS in um, 2017. Yeah. So I was on set and I was just being myself, fooling around, joking around. This guy's like, yo, you're pretty funny. Did you ever think about stand-up comedy? I'm like, actually, I always thought about it, but I just never even knew what to do. So he's like, well, I run this like open mic and like if you want to come down whatever so i went i did a little 10 minute set and uh it went really good and i felt good on stage and i was like this is a lot of fun and like right after the show he's like yo you're pretty natural up there i'm gonna book you on more shows book me on more shows then i booked another show then blah blah blah. then really i was just doing little things like Mm -hmm. nothing crazy oh here a show here show there five six people came out it was like okay cool you know it was like when you're in high school and like you're in a band and people like come see my show and everyone's like sure not not coming and like you know that was what it was and i was like all right comedy's a little fun but i didn't think anything of it then during covid i started like really making like videos online like joking about like how because in new york city like they were like we're gonna have everybody teach outside we're gonna have everybody mm-hmm. do this we're gonna and like i made a video about like teaching outside in new york city and like i hate this term but like it went like a little viral at the time whatever. i remember see- i remember seeing it i remember seeing it oh, being like yeah. yes same same in california yeah yes. like i was like outside and like there was like cars and like i was like pulling my kids in and like mm, yelling and like strangers were walking up to my kids you know like and it was like the whole whatever and uh, i was like oh and then it just started picking up traction like making fun of this teacher stuff so i was like okay i could roll with this for a while and then it just i just kept doing it and uh then i started doing shows like a little bigger shows and then all of a sudden like caroline's comedy club i don't know if you guys know what that is but caroline's is like like the biggest comedy club in like america like everybody who's ever been a comedian like started uh-huh. at caroline's like okay. jerry seinfeld chris rock like you know they all went through caroline's at some point caroline's was like hey you're pretty funny we could give you a night i did a night at caroline's it sold out on a wednesday night and i was like oh crap and uh, it sold out and then it just it was just a wild ride because like Three months before I did that show at Caroline's, like I couldn't even get five people to come to a show. And now like I'm doing shows around the country and getting like 250 people to come, you know, and like selling places out. And it's like very humbling because it's like, I'm a teacher at the end of the day when like people meet me, like I said to you when I met you, like, it's always weird to me, like, and I'm not saying this to sound whatever, but like sometimes people will meet me and they'll be like, I'm so starstruck. I'm like, I'm a history teacher. Like, don't be... Like, don't be, and like, you see how I interact with people. Like, I'm not one to be like, uh, get out of my way. Like, like it's still to me, like I'm a teacher in the classroom. You know what I mean? Like, so it's very strange that like, this has now all become this like cool, like people like buy merch from me. I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, you're like, and it's super humbling. Cause it's just like, I'm in a classroom like all day, like, you know, even on like, I have my own podcast, the social studies podcast it's called, but uh, it's not about social studies. It's about studying being social. Um, but anyway, but um, I, like I'll say all the time, like 
I do it with Joe Dombrowski, Mr. D, I don't know, whatever, Joe Dombrowski. And he, he'll be like, catch me on tour here, 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 here. And I'll be like, and catch me in the classroom. Monday yeah. through Friday, eight to three. <laughs> Smelly like, kids. Yeah. Still there. And then on the weekends, I'll be somewhere here. But like most of the time, I'm still in the classroom because like that's still my life, you know? So it's cool, kind of cool. As yeah, much no, as I, I'm, no, I'm gonna interrupt you, Marie. I Do love it. Joe, and Joe's comedy like hits up. It it is amazing. But I am so happy to have the rise of the secondary educator yes. comedy crew is coming into their own because high school kids are funny on a whole different, different. level. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Like, like, I will laugh at like Joe's <laughs> kindergarten jokes. Like they're cute, but like it's also like seriously like. What else did you do that day? Like, tell me. <laughs> like, I, Amanda gets a little high and mighty. Yeah, life. Like, it, it just gives me life. Like, I, I don't know. I can laugh, and then I really laugh at the high school stuff. Oh, but thank you. But it's, it's, it's just different, and that's what works for us too. Because like we're on such, you know, he's in the kindergarten sphere, elementary. I'm in the high school. He can't understand anything that I say. I can't understand nope. anything he says. Like, I'll send him pictures of things during the day, and he's like, <laughs> "How is this your life?" Like, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, it was just a gang fight. And vice versa. Yeah. Gang fight. Like, you know, gang fight. I'm just covered in blood. It's not a big deal. Like there are periods periods coming in and I gotta get ready to, you know, talk about Genghis Khan. Yeah, I gotta change change my shirt to my non bloodied one. Yeah. Or, but do you though if it's if that's the lesson i mean you might as well just like oh no i don't lean, lean into the teachable moment i know? am what i am yeah yeah so. do you <laughs> find speaking of talking to like primary or like elementary teachers even middle school sometimes do you find that how do i want to word this there's They're annoying <laughs> okay there's such a different personality <laughs> i don't know if it's trait or if it's just like if there's just like no it's archetypal it's characteristics mindset. it's a totally so i worked for a couple of years i've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times like i i've been a high school teacher my whole career i'm going into year 17 <laughs> and i worked for two of those years as a roving teacher at like 13 of the 26 elementary schools in my district we're k-12 like unified and I was such an outcast amongst the other adults in the elementary schools because I would like come in and be like, okay, let's get things done. Okay, we need to get things from the ad. Like, this is what we need. We need the supplies. And that uh, other like colleagues on my team that were mostly elementary would look at me like, what are you doing? You can't ask for that. And I was like, literally we can. We are in the same union. What are you talking about? (laughs) And like my, I don't know. I, I found them, they found me combative where I found myself just like doing my job. I don't know. Do you see yeah. the difference, like, especially, I guess, so, in your audience? Because your audience is primarily teachers, right? Totally. And educators? Teachers, like 90% teachers and their husbands. Do you, yeah, right. And a do handful you, of weirdos. Yeah. Do you get, like, I don't know, do you see the differences in the way that they interact with your material oh, and they're like pearl clutching or like laughing out loudness? So I like to believe that, like, usually if you're following along with me, you're my kind of person in the sense that, like, <laughs> you're, you're not like, I am not the, you, if you know, you've seen my Instagram, I'm not cook. Like I posted a video today that's doing really well. Like for, you know, it's, Hey, I, I said, come set up my classroom with me during the summer. And I'm like all excited. And then I put my thumb over the camera and I just don't ever move my thumb. It's just a black screen. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And like the people who are <laughs> are all the people who wouldn't go in over the summer because that's my audience. So when my audience is at a show, they're not like, oh my God, 
he's, this is crazy. You know, I'm not like, and this is no shade on any of those people because I actually really like them. And like, I, but I make a lot of videos like teacher influencers be like, and I'll do a video of like me, like crying in the bathroom while setting up my classroom. Like, that's not me. And I message all of like my friends who are that and they know where I stand. They know I love them that that they're like, yo, that is me. But they're like, this is what I am. But I, I'm not that person. So like, I think people who come to my shows kind of know that I'm not going to be decorating my classroom and like putting a theme on my bulletin board. And like, I don't care. Like, I don't, that's not high school. Like, and I talk, you know, you saw at the show, I talk about the differences between high school and elementary and they, and it's crazy. I don't think I could be an elementary school teacher. I don't think I have it in me to like go in over the summer and ha- maybe when I was younger, but like <laughs> even when I was younger and I decorated my classroom, I dec- I brought a bunch of posters. I stapled them to the wall and I left. Like, you also just sound like a history teacher. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like yeah. you sound like you're in the social science department. Don't lie. Because, oh, yeah. Look at I me. Mean, look at my shirt. I know. <laughs> because so. guess who's got a whole series on our YouTube channel of classroom setup from this summer. But at the same time. yeah, Coming at me. you live. Hashtag it's me. And and there's nothing wrong. Like I'm saying, Oh, no. Like, I, it, when, and when I started my career, I used to go in the week oh, yeah. before. I remember loving that email. Oh, we could go in and set up. Like. And meanwhile, my wife's a school social worker and she's like, what are you even going in for? Like, what would you set up? Because they're in a whole different world. Do you know what I mean? But you just own it. Like, that's the moral of the story, And that's why I'm saying. And that's why, like, like, even, like, Educator Andrea, you've had on. Mm -hmm. I love her stuff. And and I make fun of her all the time and she loves it. You know what I mean? Because, like, we, I'm like, you know, yeah, like, you set up your classroom. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you have a teacher's pay teacher set. And she accepts it. She loves it. You know what I mean? Like. And there's, that's great. I wish I could have teachers pay teacher. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't be cleaning out my own garage. I would pay someone to do it. <laughs> Excuse this brief interruption, but we wanted to take a moment to thank some very special people. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Happy Hour. And those are the people, indeed, that we would like to give a shout out to We have been so proud and so excited to work right alongside our happy hour teachers all year. And happy hour is moving into the new year strong as ever with all kinds of new, exciting and amazing features. But before we talk about happy hour, let's give a shout out to our newest 10 members. I want to say hi to Tiffany, Megan, Kelsey, Danielle, Julissa, Karen, Christy, Jennifer, and how about also Catherine, Amy, Trish, and Laura? Thank you all so much for joining us on this happy hour journey. And for those of you who are like, what on earth is happy hour? Let me tell you. Happy Hour is the subscription side of the Brave New Teaching podcast. So Marie and I are always going to deliver lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of free content right to your earbuds. You can count on us for years to come with all of the things that you have come to know and expect and love about the Brave New Teaching podcast, especially interviews like this one. I'm sure you have been rolling laughing at all of the silly and serious things that we've talked about today. For those of you who would like to support the podcast further or take your 
experience to the next level, we have offered a really small cost side that is available for teachers at any point to join. So every Friday, our happy hour subscribers get a little extra something something. Every Friday, there's an additional 15 minutes of the podcast where we do things like an extended episode. In fact, we extend most of our interviews so that you actually get more of what you love in the happy hour episode. We offer individual like guided lesson plans in happy hour. Just in October, Marie did an entire walkthrough of one of her gothic fiction lessons. And I did a 15 minute walkthrough of a gothic fiction lesson. So we go from everything from seasonal lessons to skill-based lessons. We've talked about writing claims. Coming up soon, we're going to talk about writing commentary. So this is the space where we get really specific about teaching strategies, teaching genres, and giving you more of the fun. We even have episodes that are straight up goofy, just fun, having a good time together because we are a community here at Brave New Teaching and happy hours where we get to celebrate all of that. We feel like happy hour is the space that resembles the after-school parking lot conversation, right? Like we are your teacher bestie that you just can't stop that one more idea or that one more detail of the conversation. We are trying to wrap things up in the parking lot during happy hour. So each of those 15-minute episodes per week adds up to about an hour every month. So for $5 a month this year, 2023, you can be part of happy hour. I have not actually told you all of the benefits. Not only is it extra episodes, but it's also resources. Every single month we feature a new resource for teachers to download, keep, and use. We explore it and talk about it and explain it in the episodes of that month's podcast. So you're not only getting things to listen to, but you're getting stuff to use, actual resources for your classroom. Because we're offering so much in this membership, we are actually going to be increasing the price in 2024. So if you would like to be locked in at the $5 a month rate, we would love to have you join right now. You are going to be so glad you did. You're going to head to shop dot bravenewteaching.com and you'll scroll right at the beginning and find your happy hour membership button to click and join us over there. Again, shop.bravenewteaching.com and then you will come right into happy hour and join us. You can cancel it anytime, come in and out as you like. We understand, um, but we also want to make sure that we're giving you more of what you need to make teaching easier, better, and more inspired every day. We can't wait to see you in happy hour. Again, a big thank you to everyone that we just mentioned. Kayla and Alicia, you too. Thanks for being here. Our membership group is growing and growing every month, and we don't want you to miss out. Back to the show. The comedy space of what what you all have created is just so powerful because it, teaching, especially before the internet, I can remember like the very, and I've talked about this very briefly on the podcast, but my first foray into teacher social media was through Periscope. Like, yeah, okay. That's like yeah. a whole nother world. I remember oh. Periscope, but like, I remember oh hearing God. of it, but like I never downloaded, 
I think yeah. I well, and then everyone was like, "Periscope's going to go away. Instagram's going to be a thing." And we're like, "Yeah, right. Instagram's going to be a thing. Whatever." Just like when MySpace right. was never going to go away. Never going to go away. But like, I can remember the like the, for me at least, right? I'm teaching in I'm in Chicagoland area. I remember teaching for a long time before social media, and I remember I remember hitting this place where I was like. I'm kind of tapped out of a people to talk to B like ideas to get, like I can buy a PD book on Amazon, I guess. But there was like, it was just such a ceiling of inspiration, learning, whatever, especially like just connecting. And I feel like it's just so amazing to see where we're at, especially with how the comedy scene in the teacher world has come to be. I mean, do you feel, I mean, do you feel like outside of just like the corny parts of it, like what you're doing is really important? Do you see that, Gasper? So in the beginning, no. But like I've come to starting to see like like so many people message me like and nice things that are kind of like you make me feel seen. Like you make me feel yeah. like I'm not alone because like the cookie cutter Instagram mm-hmm. accounts that are like, here's how you decorate your classroom on a budget. And it's like the budget's nine thousand dollars. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a budget. And it's like, and it's like that. And and those people. So now, if the average person is watching that, they're like, "Damn, I suck." Like, if I only followed Instagram, you know, Pinterest classrooms, mm-hmm. I would feel like the worst teacher. So, like, I get a lot of messages. Like, you make me realize that there's way more of us. Than there mm. is than I thought, you know, like, and also like my mom, my mom's retired for 15 years now, but my mom was a teacher. My mom's like, there was no like comedy. Like you just no. lived in your yeah. teacher world of thinking that you were never doing enough, thinking you suck, thinking this, thinking that. And she's like, we didn't have an outlet to be like, oh, like other people are going through the same stuff as I am. And it's okay. And I'm glad that like people like that's like the biggest compliment to me after shows is like when people are like, you make me feel like it's okay to not have a Pinterest classroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I got blood on my wall. Like I'm not yeah. even cleaning it. Yeah. So I, I, didn't, I didn't even change my shirt for third fine. period that time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, so like, and I feel like it was like a perfect storm, like the timing you're talking about. Right. So like having a viral video happen at a time when people are turning to social media because they, they can't it. go yeah. to see people because they can't even go can't to Barnes and Noble anything. to go. But yeah. You can't go anywhere. Like it seems like this perfect storm and it all just kind of came together and mm-hmm. created a really cool opportunity. Like to put it very lightly, a very cool yeah, opportunity like, I, to listen, unite so many people. Yeah. I never thought stand up would get to this. And like, I'm not even beginning like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm just at the beginning of it but like i never thought like i thought okay stand up i didn't even talk about teacher stuff when i did stand up that was gonna be one of my questions was like what was your first set like yeah i I talked about my kids my wife just life growing up and it's just and not to say that like i don't i want to go back to all that eventually but like right now like this teacher stuff is what everybody's coming to see so it's Mm -hmm. like it's hard to be like Hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my wife and kids. Like people don't want that. I mean, not that they don't, but it's not the space yet. Let me, yeah. I'll get there. Sure. But r- ride what's hot. You know what I mean? And there's still plenty to unpack in the teacher world. Well, and, that, and the thing that is, deserves- <laughs> the best thing I always think yeah. about teaching is there is a new audience every single year Right. And it's like parenting, right? Every year there's a new audience of parents because every day there's kids being born. Every year there's new teachers. So, like, even if I did New York 
right? I played every club in New York City, right? Next year, there's thousands of new teachers uh-huh. that are all starting. And I could play every club in New York City again because like there's all the new teachers, all the old, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like the the audience is never really going to go away. There's always going to be teachers and it's not like social media is going away and maybe the market, maybe I'll get fired or something, which will suck, (laughs) but you know, we're canceled. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Do you see yourself? Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to say like, do you see yourself (laughs) staying in the classroom long term? I love teaching. I do. I love teaching. Um, I think teaching keeps me kind of grounded to the reality. Like one of the biggest compliments I always get is I'm so happy you're still in the classroom Mm -hmm. because like I'm not standing there saying, oh, um, you know, I always use this stapler when I'm what in my living room stapling nothing. You know what I mean? Like whatever I say, I'm really doing like I'm in the struggle with teachers. Like I'm actually teaching and but I don't say that I don't ever want to leave teaching. I, I think I, I, I've also, I've been teaching. It's not like I taught for th- a, a three years. I mean, it's my 13th year. So like at this point, like, it's not like I don't have street cred in the education world. Like I taught. So, yeah. um, I have other things that I'll tell you guys sure. off air. Okay. That, okay. You know, that <laughs> might be happening. And if they do, then maybe I leave teaching. But for now, I love the classroom. And I like being home with my family. Yeah. And like, if I did stand up full time, I would be away a lot. And yeah. I don't really want that. You know what I mean? Like, so teaching gives me financial security. Yeah. I and get then that. I can do comedy on the weekends. It's not like comedy's a job that's happening from eight to three. You know what I mean? From 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So like I have the opportunity to do comedy, but I do run into a lot of, hey, can you come on a Wednesday night? And it's like, no, I can't. And it's like, ooh, that's more money than I would make a whole month of teaching. But I can't really just take off two days to go, you know? So like I run into issues like that. And then my wife's like, you could just go do that and then not work the whole month. (laughs) Like. It's like, oh, that's true too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but well, I feel like though you're kind of you're outlining a struggle that exists in a lot of teachers' heads when there's so much social media, especially about quitting, like just mm-hmm. bitterly, bitterly quitting. So, I mean, f- like full disclosure, Amanda's out of the classroom. I am still in the classroom. How many you've been out two years, right? I've lost track of all time and space. Two, mm-hmm. two, two, mm-hmm. and and but she taught, I mean, a good over a decade before that. And it just That's wasn't a good you fit at credit, her school. Like right? Exactly. But yeah. like, the, it, and, and when we talk about leaving the classroom or staying in the classroom, it's like, do what's right for you because you want to do it. And because like life necessitates, right? Maybe yep. there's so much out there that is so bitterly toxic about the teaching profession. And it's from like, the call is coming from inside the house and it's people saying, just get out. It's awful. And it's like, but it doesn't, have to be. I know some situations are terrible, but I think what you are describing is that sometimes there's just hard choices and, and it just depends on where you're at well, and you got to do what's right is, for you. And this is the thing. I love teaching still, right? Sure. I don't love every day, of course. And I no. have no <laughs> issue with anybody leaving the classroom because like to me, as teachers, not to be all teachery here, but I guess you have a teacher podcast. Yeah, I like, think it's okay. As teachers, like don't we sit there every day and tell our students like chase your dreams, do uh-huh. what you is right for you, do what's best. And then like these teachers quit and people like hate on them on the internet. And it's like, know. yo, they're doing what's best. So like right now I'm not against quitting teaching 
at all. And like right now, if I did, it would probably be a smart business move for me because like if I did it now, which I'm sure, Amanda, for the same thing for you, like the time was right. You had other opportunities. Like you didn't just quit and then you're like, screw it. I'm just going to live. You know what I mean? Like you (laughs) went for other opportunities. So like for me, like right now, the opportunity might never be this good for me to leave. And then like I take a step back and I'm like, I don't know how it is outside, but like in New York, I have to teach till I'm 55. I'm tr- I started teaching when I was 21. So that's 34 years of teaching. I'm only 13 in. So that means I still have 20 something more years to go. That's insane. Like, I don't yeah. think I can do this for 20 something years, but I also, you know, I got to factor in other things. Like, can I wait? Okay. I'll wait till I'm 55 to then pursue comedy. It might be too late. You know what I mean? No, it'll definitely be too late. I don't yeah. think you're still going to be funny by then. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Full full personality uh, lapse by about fifty two. You're done. I believe that though. But you know what 100%. I'm saying? But like yes. you know, yeah. there's a there's a well, market for whatever it is now. There might not be at fifty five. And it doesn't sound like it's like a hurry, YOLO, you gotta go. It's more like, well, I see this opportunity. I'm gonna weigh the costs and the benefits, and then I'm going to choose what's right and, for and me, for my life, thing. for my family. Like, yeah. I have two kids, I have a mortgage, right. I have bills. Like, you know what I mean? Like we just bought a new house. Like, so there's a lot of other things that are factors that I can't sure. just say, oh, well. Well, in, in no other industry is the expectation to remain in the exact same career path for 34 years in order to get retirement. Like that is just not, and no, no, like literally nowhere. Like yeah. Yeah. you have to do that. I mean, and and I think what always was frustrating to me in education was just at least before the pandemic, I feel like things are maybe sort of changing now is that there's such a lack of imagination when it comes to directions that teachers can move once they've been classroom teachers for so long, right? Like, yeah, you can, you can volunteer for this or you can lead this or you can lead that. But basically all you can do to change things up is take on more work for free. Yeah. So, well, and that's I mean, the other thing, like what's the next path, right? So mm-hmm. I could become an administrator. I don't want to do that. So you like done that 10 years ago though. Yeah. Like, right? well, either, three years of experience. Yeah. Art teacher in second okay, grade. Freaking um, right? Okay. All you need to do, I, like all you can do is like, you can move up the ladder and be admin. I don't want to be an administrator. It's just not for me. It's, I don't want to tell people how to do their jobs. I don't, it's not, it's not me as a person. I don't like that. So that's one career. You could go the PD route, right? Where you could give PDs. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to talk to people about how to be a teacher because I'm not into that. Like, it's just not me. I don't want to go and stand in front of a group of teachers and be like, this is what you should do. Cause I've been on the other side of that. And I don't want to, I don't like being there. So I don't want to be the reason that they're there either. (laughs) And so like, that's it. Then what, what, what are your other options? Tutoring is not a full, you know, that's a side job. Like, and it's miserable. I'd rather freaking chug this water every hour for day than tutor. I hate sitting one-on-one with a kid. That was the worst example of what I'd rather do, but that's okay. No, we got it. So yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to call your principal and say, Hey, I do professional development and I want (laughs) to work with your social studies department. And I'm going to see how miserable I can make you guys. No, I like them. I actually feel bad for PD people. (laughs) 
I'm giving a PD at the end of this month. That's Listen, right. This is, I'm part of that new generation. I'm trying to go into PD to make, make PD less terrible. That's, yeah. that's one of my goals. So this is a whole brave new world we have entered, oh. my friends. I like it that is. segue. It really is. Well, everybody, I would like to say a big, huge thank you to Gasper for joining us today. He has taken more time than we had even asked him for out of his summer schedule. The kids are at camp. You have all this free time and you're sitting here talking to us. Like how cool Not are eating you? breakfast or lunch. Not eating yes. his breakfast yet. Dinner, dinner. Well, probably dinner because it's dinner. Yeah, yeah. 8 no, a.m. in California. <laughs> Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is it 3 a.m.? No, that's when the ghosts come. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for having me. Uh, you can find me on social media at Stand Up Randazzo, or you can go to my website, GasperRandazzo.com. Uh, I'll be at a show near you soon. So if you want to yeah. come see Stand Up, come see it. Coming to a city near you, but only on the weekends because, you know, the, teaching, in the, classroom soon. the teaching takes precedent. Well, thank you so much. And everybody, we are going to have an extended episode because we have a couple more questions for Gaspar over on Happy Hour. So if you are not yet a member of Happy Hour, make sure you head to the show notes and join us because uh, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm going to ask you about your audience because we all know that teachers are the worst students. So I want to know what kind of audience members there are. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Brave New Teaching Happy Hour. Happy Hour members, make sure to download this month's free resource through the link in your show notes. And while you're there, submit a question or comment for an upcoming episode. Have a great week at school.